Casey basically hacking up a lung. No, we did. <laughs> I might use that as a part of the outro. When do I hit the buttons? Oh, the record button? We, uh, we're going to count that down. So, Michael, you want to count us down? Are we going on three, two, one, or are we going three, two, one, go? Um, we're going to go on three, two, one, go. All right. So we go on go. <laughs> yes. God damn it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Casey, did you figure it out? You got it? Yeah. I actually have a so I have a theory, <laughs> Casey. I'm trying to get it out. You got to cough harder to get it out of your out of your throat. I swear to God, I I I, I can feel spit dripping inside of my ear. Michael, it sounded like you called him Gracie. Did I call him Gracie? Gracie. It sounded, it sounded like you said Gracie. I mean, we're like, already not you, calling him by his last Gracie's. name, so we could. What did you call yourself earlier, Casey? You said the uh, a case man. Case man. That's what a lot of people call me. It he honestly, wouldn't let me. I don't care. You can call you, you. I'm pretty sure you've called me that before, and I haven't said boo about it. Everybody calls me that. Years ago, Casey would not let me call him Case Man. He also wouldn't let me call him Case. He a bitch. Now, I'm, for some reason, I have a weird hangout with Case. I don't know what it is, but I don't like that. Well, Case like, Man so, is the same number. So of you want to go by Case it's, on the on the podcast? I would rather I didn't. I don't like when people call me that. It's like I don't know. I just don't. I, it's it's we, what, could, it's we could each pick names that we hate. And just call each other names that we hate. Just Frederick. Frederick is that for Rob? Or for no, that's for I'm trying to think of a name I really hate. Gus. Gus. Okay. I think that's a terrible name. Okay, Michael. Name you hate. Mm, come back to me. Bullshit! You can't wait till everybody says. Because no, I, I have I'm like I have like six. Like, have oh wait, six. no. Hold on, Brett. Brett's pretty bad. Brett's bad. Brett's bad. Uh, so as far as names that people are, are frequent to call me, uh, names I dislike, Bobby. Bobby uh, V. Hey, yo, I'm Bobby V. I honestly, I don't like Robert. Uh, Robert sounds like a guy who pulls his pants up too, like, too high and tucks his shirt in. Exactly dude, what I see. Dude. Robert Jackson Finley. That's exactly what I see. I, okay, so I went to high school with a guy whose name was Robert. I, I, we can't dude, say last names. This dude was, he was like, a, he was exactly what you described. He was like a 60-year-old man. He wore his pants way too high. He always had his shirts tucked in, no matter what kind of shirt it was. And like two or three years ago, he got busted for diddling kids. Oh, God damn it. That's yeah. what happens to anybody who wears their pants too goddamn high. Uh, but yeah, no, Robert, Robert's a terrible name. That's why I chose Rob, even though Rob is, is not a great, like, so Robert, Robert sounds too, like, uh, like high strung, but then you say Rob and you sound like a fucking stoner. Um, you, there's really not, there's really not like a middle ground. Like Robbie sounds like if you were to go by Robbie, it sounds like you'd hit on like 16 year olds. Well, I mean, Robert apparently is the guy who's hitting on 16 year olds, but I kind of 14, wish she went by. I believe it was. I believe she was 14. 14. Damn. Yeah. That's, too, that's too goddamn old, and you know it. Rob, I really wish you went by Robert Jackson. The only Robert I'll go by is uh, Robert J. Ah, oh, Robert J. That does sound pretty good. All right, right. Robert J. Okay, so, so, so Michael, now let's, let's, let's hear your, your hated. Actually, wait, hold on. Uh, things that are not my name, real quick. Keith. Keith is a terrible name. Why Keith? Bro, Keith just sounds gross. 
like coming off the mouth it sounds gross but keith keith gives me the idea that like so you have like you have a mustache that's not impressive you have like a haircut that's like great cuts haircut like you didn't do all that and there's a good chance that like during the week you probably wear you know like a magellan or or maybe if you're feeling fancy you'll put on a columbia like fisherman's shirt and some khaki shorts but like on your weekends you're wearing like a margaritaville fucking like hawaiian tee or hawaiian collared shirt and you have a special set of chacos that you wear just on the weekends that's what keith sounds like to me oh and you drink nothing but bush ice i guess you could do worse than bush ice i mean i've drank bush ice Casey's sitting over there with the bush bush ice right now. As <laughs> K- we speak. K- Casey's looking at his bush ice like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I don't drink that anymore, but um, th- there was a time when when I would exclusively buy beers with ice in the name because I knew that they were basically malt liquor. Like anytime it says ice, yeah. you know, it's going to be at least six, seven percent. I'll be right 100% into. real, dude. I've never liked my name. I've never liked the name Michael. Uh, I like the name Michael. My, my family grew up uh, calling me Mickey. And I've always just used that with my family, but Michael just sounds weird. Like I've never sounds met... white bread. Yeah, dude. I have like the whitest name out of my entire family. Like all my family members have like actual Hispanic sounding names. I'm the only one that sounds like Michael well, Stephen Melgar. Like some. Well, I'm be honest. I, I'm be honest. <laughs> I, like I I can't pronounce your brother's name like you guys do. To me, he's just William. So say say his first name again. William. William. Yeah, it's not William. It's William. William and and the last letter is William. William yeah, as a Nancy, not just you know, one L. Yeah, William. Yeah, I've never really liked it. I I honestly William's cool though. Yeah, no, I'm. I, oh yeah, William is cool. That's a cool ass name. It sounds cool, especially in if you and say Spanish. it. Like yeah, yeah. Well, Did I ever tell you guys that my dad's middle name is Leonidas? What the fuck? I swear to God, does it sounds badass in English, but in Spanish it sounds kind of lame he doesn't like it say it, say it again leonidas <laughs> Yo, it sounds so sounds lame. pretty badass dude. he used to hate him he like he like if you call him that he would trade he'd get so upset that dude sounds like a ba- leonidas that sounds cool man i don't know what that sounds See, like leonidas sounds, sounds cool. like rob you know what i'm talking about that youtube clip of the hispanic dude dancing around with like his pants falling down like at a yeah. like a wedding yeah that that's what leonidas sounds like in spanish i, I don't know it. man so I just want to say, like, as we kick off today's episode, that if you're listening to this, I know that you're a person of taste. It's almost guaranteed that you're sexy and you're funny and you probably have a lot of luck with the ladies or with the men. Uh, it's probably poor taste. It's probably pretty, pretty bad taste, but that's okay. If you are that's a person okay. of bad taste, stop listening right now. If you are a Keith or a, what was the other names that we said we didn't like? Keith and... Michael, apparently. Um, okay, yeah, if you're a Keith or a Michael... Yeah, but there's so many Michaels. Casey, what was your uh, name? Oh, oh, if you're a case. If you're a case. Yeah, right. if you're a case, stay the fuck out. Okay, who else? There was one more name that we're missing here. Yeah, Casey has Hitler. one more. Uh, yeah, that's it, a, yeah, we don't want really Hitler's Nazi, listing either. If, you're Hitler, just stay away. If you are kind into anything, ways. like if you're like, you know what? The Nazis kind of had a, a bit of a point. If you really feel that way, stop listening right now. We don't want you to listen. But if you're not like that, Thanks for listening. And if you go to Orlando and visit Bush Gardens instead of Disney or Orlando, you're also the kind of person we don't want listening.
All right, cool. So now that we so, yeah, we just lost all of our listeners. Yeah, we've like, alienated. Yeah, like, now that we've alienated, just us. Here we go. Yeah, anybody who would listen to us, they're gone now. But let's uh, let's go ahead. This is the Supernaturally Bad Podcast. Uh, I'm Rob Fenley. Uh, with us today, we've got Michael Melgar and <laughs> Caseman Berenstain. Casey Berenstain? Is it Caseman Berenstain or Casey Berenstain? Uh, you know, it's it's Ooh, up for debate. Cases. I'm not sure. Is it is it is it Casestein, Caseman Bernstein, or uh, Casey Bernstein? I I we will we'll find out later. Casey, since you're not going to reveal your your last name until the 100th episode, what are you going with today? Rodriguez. Casey Rodriguez. It has nothing to do with the episode. Yeah, so Rodriguez. Uh, well, I mean. With uh, with that in mind, actually, today's uh, episode is about mostly, I guess, Mandela effect, some some just kind of weird happenings around uh, around the world. So yeah, uh, the 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 big uh, the big thing we're going to be looking at today is an article that was posted on uh, on Megaphone, and it was uh, based off of a bunch of uh, tweets by Nick Hinton. So obviously, if if you get the chance, you want to you know take a look at it. Obviously, just Nick Hinton, H I N T O N N on uh, on Twitter, and you can go through pretty much anything that he's he's posted. But and big ups to Nick because I thought we were going to have to scrap this episode when we first looked this up. The article, the megaphone article, had all the tweets, but then after it I had went none back, of the info. Yeah, but after I went back to look at it, all like the pictures and stuff were gone, and it was because he had locked his Twitter account. So I had like I had to like. I was like looking on Google images. I was like doing all this stuff to try to find it. I ended up just following the guy and I like nothing happened for a few days. It was literally a couple of days ago that he like allowed me to like follow him. And I was able to get all the stuff for this episode. So thanks, Nick Hinton. Oh, imagine like the kind of hate a guy gets for like posting some real shit and whether it ends up being actual real, real shit, you know, but it's, it, it's really his fucking opinion. It's really his, his observations. And I don't think that anybody should be torn down for how they feel about a thing, especially when they put together compelling arguments, right? It's compelling. It wants you, like you, you want to get in, you want to say your, your bit, but don't say it with some bullshit like, Oh, I fucking hate you. Go in, go in and, 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 and really read the material, really think about it. Don't, don't tear somebody else down. Right. He didn't come at you, you know, tearing you down. So that's, that, that's my two, my two cents. Now, I just wanted to quickly mention before we jump in here, I think this is one of those episodes where you're probably going to want to be high or if you, if that's not your thing, you're, you're probably going to want to drink a few drinks before you listen to this. Hell story. yeah. Well, your boy did lucky it. for you. Kombucha or you we know, be done did it. whatever it is that you makes you high on life, whatever it might be, just open your, 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 your mind here a little bit and kind of just listen to what they're saying. Some bullshit's going to sound stupid. Some stuff is going to sound perhaps like a little bit closer to the truth. There's the reality is probably somewhere in the middle. We'll figure it out and try to see what we can come up with as we go through this. But let's also throw in there though, please, for the love of God, don't do anything that's dangerous. Don't go like huff, like glue or paint motherfucker. Go smoke some weed, get drunk. Nobody gives a shit about that, but please don't do anything that's going to legitimately put your life at risk. I don't think huffing's that dangerous. Ah, uh, shut the fuck up, Casey. Well, I'm just speaking from personal <laughs> experience here. That that's absolutely not okay for your. I will. I will say like, it is a fleeting high, opinion. so I wouldn't recommend it. But uh, <laughs> uh, if you we, need to we, listen, we, if you need to like smoke some meth before this episode, whatever it is, whatever makes you happy. Fuck it. Just don't get life advice from us. I guess is the big thing. 
Okay, so we're going to dive in here. And uh, the, the first thing that we're really going to take a look at is like the Mandela effect in general. And Casey, fortunately, you are here and you are going to be our, uh, our, our control subject here. So I'm going to name some stuff. And uh, what I'd like you to do is tell me uh, how, you, you know, how you remember it. Just go with what your fucking brain says. Give me your reaction, right? Yeah. So Looney Tunes, spell it. L-O-O-N-Y-T-U-N-E-S. You've got that correct. So that is a, we will call that Universe A that you are from. Oh, cool. Next, uh, tell me about the Fruit of the Loom symbol. Oh, well, like these, I remember as a kid, it had like, it like a Thanksgiving thing with the cornucopia and a whole bunch ah, of... But it never had that. Huh? It quite literally never had the cornucopia. Says who? Says literally the, the, the history of human things. Did you guys email Fruit of the Looms? I, I did research on the things I'm asking you. I, Maybe we should reach I, out. And anybody, I, so, <laughs> I think I'm on, universe, I'm on Universe A with, with Casey here because I definitely remember the cornucopia as well. Right? That was the thing. That was It was there. Clear as day. I can remember it. Okay. Before you so, started the Ninja Turtles movie on VHS, they had the Fruit of the Looms commercial. And but it does it had, not. It, it, but it's always it's always just been the fruit. It's been the grapes and the the banana and the apple or whatever. But there was never the actual the cornucopia, the thing that like that they were all tucked inside of. It was never a part of their their advertising. And Michael, that's 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 a that's a very a very interesting thing you said about being part of uh, Universe A. Now, do you remember Looney Tunes being spelled with T U N S or T U N E S as opposed to T O O N S? Yeah, you tripped me up because I definitely remember it spelling it being spelled T-O-O-N-S. All right, so we're going to say that you're part of Universe C. Okay. So Casey is A, Michael is in C. Now, Casey, what is the color of Tony the Tiger's nose? Oh, man. It's been a couple months since I had Frosted Flakes. Uh, uh, give it to me now. Red. Absolutely not. What is it? It is blue, and uh, the 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 common the the common belief is that it was black. However, it has I also always remember been it blue. black. Yeah, it has always been blue, so uh, it makes sense that uh, that that Michael would be in C and you're in uh, you're in A. Maybe it was maybe it was red in your universe, Casey. Hey. Now here is the most common. <coughs> the Sorry. most common. I just I feel the the phlegm dripping off my. I think uh, I just ear. got COVID. Ah, bro. Don't say that. Don't speak those words into existence. God damn it. <laughs> uh, the most popular, or one of the most popular, at least right now, what do you remember? Do you remember Bernstein or Bernstein? I remember it like Berenstein's. Berenstein. Okay, so, 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 so like S-T-E-I-N? Yeah, Berenstein. Like they were... Yeah, like, like they were Jewish. Yes, yes, there you go. I mean, it's okay to say that. I don't, I don't think that's wrong. Just, oh, yeah. We just got canceled again. Like Ben Stein. No, it's a, it's like a ben common Stein. fucking Jewish like name. Ben, ben yeah, Stein, like, Bernstein, whatever, Bernstein. It's we're like 10 fine. minutes in. We've already talked it's about Nazis fine. and mo child molesters and Jewish Wait, did people. we talk about child molesters? We talked about Keith, right? Was it Keith? Robert. Keith wasn't, Keith Robert? wasn't a child molester. Who was it? There was Robert somebody. Was it? Robert, Robert was a damn okay. Robert. Got it. Jesus. Okay. Mandela question, effect yeah. right here. Okay. So I have a question for, well, well for everybody. With the Bernstein, Bernstein, right? There are a number of people who feel the need to pronounce it Bernstein or Bernstein, right? Now, it's spelled B-E-R-E, -E, right? Not B-E-A-R. 
Now, do we believe that people have just been conditioned to say it because they are bears? Because the 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 people in the in the books are bears, so they're Bernstein. Uh, yeah, Bernstein. I think so. Because as a kid, I always saw it just as Bernstein. I always saw it as Bernstein. The Bernstein bears. Never saw it that way. Okay, Casey, what color is C three PO? He's gold. I mean, you're very close. What do you mean? He's like a goldish bronze copper. I got him more, more on the gold side, really. Ah, he's gold, but he actually had a silver leg through all of the old Star Wars. And it's something that pretty much no one remembers. You know, I've probably seen those movies a million times and I don't think I remember the silver leg. And apparently it's, it's apparently something that got brought back in the new ones. If you remember that C-3PO had a red arm in the new ship. And that was a, an allusion to him having a silver leg in the old ones. And nobody, uh, or very few people, rather, remember the silver leg. Boy, I sure don't remember that silver leg. I just right? remember him having a big old blue dick. He did. He did. They, they, cut, that out of the, they cut that out of the theatrical version. It was version all blurred. There. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't blurred. They're not Japanese. Canceled three times. Human cyborg relations means more things than once. Okay, so last two that I have to ask you, Casey. Snow White's arch nemesis, the Wicked Witch, what did she say in front of her mirror? She said, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? So the actual phrase was magic mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Now that, I, you know, I didn't really watch... Mm -hmm. Snow uh, White yeah. a whole lot, so I I, I Dude, could have been totally wrong on that. But you went through that entire phase where you were like you were wearing the Snow White dresses and you were like really big into it. You and you'd never stop talking about it. Yeah, it was weirdly uh, unrelated. That was weirdly just unrelated. He, he just liked he, the way he just liked the fashion. You know, I liked I liked the freedoms <laughs> that the uh, the dress held. You know, I could ride side saddle. <laughs> you you could hide things in it. It's very easy. I put a whole honey ham up there one time and nobody knew. Until the so, glaze started dripping down the side <laughs> of my leg, and then everybody... You just act like it's your acrylic falling off. Like, oh, no, uh, it's just my colostomy bag leaking. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last one. The man in Tiananmen Square, the guy who stood in front of the tank, what happened to him? You know, I don't know. I, I assumed he uh, disappeared for, for life. Did he get ran over? I thought he got run over. I could have sworn there was like okay. a whole thing where he got run over. Okay, yes. So I guess me and Michael are from University where where we were told that the guy in Tiananmen Square, while he was brave, it did not actually benefit him. He did get run over. But however, uh, there are apparently videos that show him unharmed, you know, after that entire encounter. So come to think of it, I've looked that up years it was like 10 years ago probably i looked that up and i remember seeing those videos of him like later be up and down the street or something yeah I, mean, I honestly i only remember that because of uh because of system of a down but that's me i'm remembering it from like fucking 4chan so i don't really know why i'm even giving it any don't credence. take your goddamn information from 4chan and you know that's going to come up again later because 4chan always makes an appearance no matter what conspiracy theory we're talking about the only chain I trust is Jackie, and that's it. Isn't he terrible, apparently? Whoa! No. Whoa! Oh, a fucking phone, Whoa, sir! Now. No, I'm being serious. Like, he's apparently not what? a good person. 
where He's are you getting this from? I'm well, sorry, guys. I, you know what? Too much time I, on I don't. You want done to, fucked up. I don't want to make this a soul crushing, depressing episode because you I definitely went up. through depression. I went through depression after I found this out. So let's oh, just I don't skip think it'll be soul it. crushing. We're not, not going to talk depressing. about it. We're just gonna we're just gonna just shit down the throat of the internet tonight. So the what like <laughs> the Mandela effect that really fucked me up was the Monopoly man, like because apparently he's never worn a monocle. Which like or glasses, nothing. Like, that how, motherfucker's got great vision. But like, okay, is it possible that maybe like the McDonald's monopoly like had him no. with like glasses so, or something? Uh, it might just be that we all just assume old people have poor eyesight. It's possible, yeah. Right. I mean, so statistically, I mean, do any of you guys remember him not wearing a monocle? Uh, I don't remember him at all. I honestly, with regard to Monopoly. I literally only remember the top hat because I had a fight to get that motherfucker. I was always cool with the uh, the little like that that old vintage car. Ah, uh, you were gonna you were drive around in like the Ford Model G. It's like Grand Theft Auto Monopoly. See, I had the I had the Star Wars Monopoly as a kid, so I I didn't. Ah, uh, uh, you didn't. That's not real Monopoly, motherfucker. I I mean, it it had dice and pieces. I, I buy I buy six shares of the Star Destroyer. Yeah, it was like Cloud City and stuff like that was in there. If you don't, was, if you was, don't remember, awful. if you don't remember Park Place, you done fucked. Tell you what, I used to play Monopoly on an iPad though. I was always a Battleship. <laughs> so moving on here, Nick Hinton starts to talk about uh, the Mandela effect. The name comes from Nelson Mandela, who many people believe to have died in prison in the eighties. However. To many people's surprise, his funeral was national news in 2013, and he had lived a long, happy life. This is where Nick Hinton starts to get a little bit wooey-woo on us. Michael, can you, can you define wooey-woo for us? It's like when shit's just so weird and out there that it's get, it starts to get, a, like, there was a little bit of, like, grip on reality up until what we just read, but then it starts to kind of go in a totally different direction. So this is where I think, like, Again, you probably want to be high to listen to some of this stuff to see, <laughs> to try to absorb this and try to see what Nick is trying to, to lay out here. But uh, yeah, so he, so he says, Mandela effects get much creepier, though. Some people remember the Statue of Liberty being in a totally different location, that location being Ellis Island. It's actually on Liberty Island. I remember Staten Island, to be honest with you. I could have sworn it was uh, uh, on Ellis Island, actually. Maybe it was because of all the stories of like immigrants coming into Ellis Island and seeing the Statue of Liberty. So I will say some of this stuff, Mandela effects in general, kind of just, to me, feel like people just have bad memories. Have you uh, seen like some of the newest X-Files stuff? Because uh, there, there is an episode that's entirely about the Mandela effect. And it's one, it's humorous, but two, like it really goes into the concept of like what the brain is willing to believe for like whatever reason. No, I haven't watched it, but yeah, it, it, that's exactly what we're talking about here. He brings up, here's a painting clearly depicting the statue at Ellis Island with no other islands nearby. Was this artist just not paying attention? Did he just like it better this way? I really don't think so. So he, he posts this, this picture. Again, you can look this up on Nick Kenton's Twitter feed, but it's just the Statue of Liberty on Ellis Island. And again, it's possible that this guy was just misremembering, but Nick is trying to say, it's like, all right, well, some people remember it here. Some people remember it in this other place. And it gets a little bit crazier here. While I was reading all this, it made me think of this, uh, this quote from Napoleon Bonaparte, where he says, 
history is a set of lies agreed upon. And that really like hit me when I was reading through all this stuff, because at the end of the day, if most of the population believes that something happened a certain way, I mean, at some point in time, that's what becomes consensus reality. And then that's just what reality is, even if well, it's yeah, something I mean, totally different. I mean, at the end of the day, most Americans believe that Thanksgiving is a, is a good thing, that it's not, we fucked over the, the Native Americans. We, we did something shitty. Most are taught the history of, oh, you know, you came over here, you, you, you were friends with the Indians, you did the thing, you know, but that's not how it, that's not how it played out. Not even remotely how it played out. That's just a, a I guess, a, an example of shitty history being taught to a group of people. So Nick Hinton goes on to say, now that's not strange enough. If you go to Google Maps Street View, there's a few specific areas of Liberty Island where the Statue of Liberty is just gone. Residue from a previous timeline. He's obviously trying to make us go to a conclusion here, but he posts a couple of pictures there that where indeed it's missing. Could be software bugs, could be people misremembering things or saying, oh yeah, I'm at the Statue of Liberty when really they're a totally different place. It could uh, just be people taking pictures right after the first X-Men movie. Well, after the first X-Men movie, the statue was still there. It was just the, uh, wasn't it? Wasn't the statue still there? Mandela effect. Debatable. We'll have so to he, watch that tonight. So he goes on to say, apparently, right before the, US the U.S.'s entry into World War I, the Germans committed the first act of terrorism on U.S. soil. It was considered one of the largest artificial non-nuclear explosions to have ever occurred. I'm wondering why I didn't hear about this in school. So anyways... This is literally verbatim from his tweet. So anyways, this explosion is the reason the Statue of Liberty's torch is closed to the public. It's been closed for over 100 years. There's only one problem, though. People remember going there. So he lists all these like uh, review, online reviews of people saying, like, oh, I got to climb to the torch and all that stuff. And he's essentially saying, like, how the hell is this possible if it's been closed for over 100 years? I'll say that that picture is a little bit fishy. It looks like a lighthouse. Well, I mean, it's the torch, but it looks like somebody just like stuck their phone up through the fucking Did their like, GoPro. Yeah, like through the little hatch. What do you call it? <laughs> the selfie stick. Yeah, like they, they were just like, hey, I got it. Yeah, he posts some pictures of people who had apparently gone to the torch of the Statue of Liberty. That's what we're talking about here. You're right, Rob. I'm with you. Like the, the pictures look all sketch. Again, this is probably where I don't necessarily like buy well, into see, that. Even that second. Even that second picture, if you look at like the the angle, right, of the yeah. the torch that's closest, or not torch, I guess, but like the whatever the the candelabra that's closest to you, versus the one that's further, it looks like just a bigger version of the picture, like below. It doesn't look like they've like somebody else was closer to it. That's just somebody was standing out there, or not standing out there, but like just like stuck their thing through the through the hole. They got an like an unlicensed photo of, of what it is to be in that, that area. I'm sure that they used to have tours that went through the arm of the fucking Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how to use Photoshop, but I think I could probably make something in Photoshop that looks better than that. So I'm with you. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily believe that part of this, uh, of this whole like, theory. But Nick goes on to say, there's also this weird Twitter account, at Statue LSFDN, which makes no mention of Liberty Island at all and sports a creepy banner photo of people walking upstairs that lead to nothing. So he has this picture of like this like Twitter account that's supposed to be at Liberty of the Liberty oh, statue no. at Ellis Island. I'm looking at it on the screen now, and I gotta tell you, that to me looks like it's just a building 
that people and the stairs go up to a little observatory area where people can stand and look out across the water. Because you can see underneath one part of it, there's like glass. So it's clearly probably some sort of museum. That's probably where they did Hitch. You know what? I bet that's where they shot Hitch in the scene when he takes Eva Mendez to look at the records. So we got to ask Will Smith. I think wow, it's great that I, you, you have that in your in your memory bank. I'm pretty sure that's where they filmed Hitch. We brought up Will Smith in the first and second episode now. So Nick goes on to say, a while back, there was a viral thread on 4chan posted by someone who claimed to be one of the 23 scientists at CERN responsible for creating the Mandela effect. They claimed the planet was destroyed and we were placed in a simulated world. For the record, I also posted on 4chan, and I was one of the guys who helped solidify the genome project, so. Yeah, I'm not trying to start shit, but, like, I can't remember a time where 4chan has been reliable. Hey, kind of hold like, on, hold on. 4chan was great for getting bootleg coupons. That's true. And uh, uh, Battletoads. Great Battletoad memes. Spidey and, memes. And Spidey memes. Oh, they, but, they you know, fucking... it was also right next to, like, Wincest and gore and a brother so i don't know like it's up to you guys to decide if we can trust the person who might have been posting this on a gore thread i'm gonna it was on a gore thread no i'm just i'm saying it could have been maybe if it had been reddit i would have bought it i don't know that reddit's that much better but yeah sure i definitely don't don't buy that i don't buy that one bit well i guess another theory uh, with regard to like the, the the multiverse theory, is the concept that all of our worlds are kind of nested within one another. Um, I guess the the easiest way to kind of look at that would be the concept of like a Russian doll, right? Like if if you've ever seen like a Russian nesting doll, is that like you have a core universe, right, and that things would build their way out from there. And if we were in like the fifth or sixth iteration of that universe right? Uh, that, that we wouldn't really know it, but as we got closer in or whatever, we'd have a little bit more knowledge. We have a little bit more experience and we could, you know, understand uh, our, our shit a little bit further. So uh, I, I guess the easiest way to really look at that, I, you know, there are people who want to like, look at the, uh, the concept of like the matrix, right? Like there's like the, 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 you know, you're living in a matrix, but a, a great, look at it to me would be the concept i won't i won't say the entire movie but if you look at uh inception right the concept of a dream within a dream within a dream uh if you just build that low enough right that that it just it just keeps it it, it builds upon itself it, it, it becomes something that it's it's very very hard for you to discern the walls between yeah and and he brings up this quote by alan watts who says, imagine a multidimensional spider web in the early morning covered with dewdrops. Every dewdrop contains the reflection of all other dewdrops, and in each reflected dewdrop, the reflections of all the other dewdrops in that reflection, and so ad infinitum. I mean, it just keeps going, right? Like, like it, it just keeps growing to, to such a degree that you or I, uh, you know, Michael, Casey, me, like this podcast could be, you know, the end all be all, or it could be the 80 millionth time we've done it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, like, it, like who, who's to say how many reflections we are deep in that, in that particular thing. 
And it could be that Michael said ad infinitum instead of out of instead of ad infinitum. It could be that that Casey coughed his fucking lungs out uh, as he started to say it, or it could be that I'm stumbling my words really badly, right? But there could be any number of of weird variances in that vast dewdrop web nonsense that is i tell you i do like the idea of this soul uh this this spider that made the universe that's pretty cool on these on this series of tweets he like links something called the uh, time wave zero he's bringing up terrence mckenna who, who put together this formula as a way to explain and predict some reality rearranging event and also props to terrence mckenna if you guys have never listened to any terrence mckenna just go just get high as hell and listen to Terrence McKenna because he's one of like the, he's like the scientist who like got really, really high on LSD a lot, but he had a lot of really interesting things to say about the universe and about just how things work. Go listen to it. Uh, but Terrence McKenna talks about this time wave zero formula and on Nick Hinton's tweets, he like lists this, he like posts this graph that shows how time wave zero works. I'll be honest. I don't understand a single goddamn thing about it. It makes sense. And honestly, with regard to, to all of this math stuff, I, I think that we could probably safely say we'll, we'll, post, we'll post the math stuff uh, as like a PDF along with this, uh, like with this recording. Uh, and if you can make sense of it, for the love of God, please, please tell us what the fuck you're talking about uh, or what the fuck it's talking about. Uh, because I, like, I feel like I myself don't know enough about this to casually or you know or even formally try to explain it um and i will leave that up to the rest of the crew members here but i really think that it's just it's it's abstract like astrophysical math that we are not equipped to explain but we would love to have explained to us because if that could if that could sway us good lord that'd be great I think like the the way that I just understand this is it's it's basically Nick trying to say, hey, there's all these smart people, uh, all these smart scientists who have more or less said there is a lot out there that can explain why shit is as screwy as it is, and there's a lot out there that apparently seems to show us that time and and reality doesn't doesn't work the way that we think it does. So I think that's really the main point of what he's trying to make here. Um, he goes on to, in one of his next tweets here, is there another meaning to the end of time? Preston B. Nichols, a supposed, a supposed whistleblower who wrote books detailing time travel experiments at the Montauk Air Force Base, claimed that they were never able to time travel past 2012 because they could find no future beyond it. So I thought that was... That again made me pause because uh, there was this, there's this last podcast episode that they did, I believe, on time travelers, uh, where they talk about the Montauk experiment. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I I I don't believe it one bit. Go and listen to it, see if you can make up your minds. But I, it did make me think of this like a uh, 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 a really good episode of Dan Carlin's Hardcore History uh, called the X History Files, and I'm gonna paraphrase the quote here, but he says. All time, actually, let me back up. He's, he's describing how a teacher was explaining some of these concepts to him. And he says, all time is happening simultaneously. Everything is happening right now. 
time as a linear concept is a human construction, a false human construction. Bullshit. Tell us why, Casey. Well, if everything was happening at once, then I'd be running into cavemen. And like, you, there wouldn't be room for anything. How can everything be happening at once? And like, uh, like, I if I took a shit outside, um, well, that's a bad way to put that. Um, <laughs> you might be taking a shit outside right now as we're recording. Well, it, like, who's to yeah, say that there's not is. a dinosaur out there taking a shit out there at the same time? That I don't see it. Like, where, 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 where do they get off with this? Uh, like, but I, we're talking again about like human perception. Like, and where we need, where the need for this okay, come okay, from? Okay, At what point did we need to learn all of this? Uh, who, like, I, I who sits a, around all day coming up with this stuff? I have a very, I actually have a very good, I have a very good example of this. You, you, I mean, obviously, we as three dimensional beings, right? We, we perceive, you know, uh, like what front, top down and middle or whatever it's like it's like the the cubic perception of things um and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna link it let me find the, the video for it but essentially there is there is an explanation that, that talks about the perception of three-dimensional space does not account for what we would be when we evolve past that that space right like if our perception goes beyond what we can see three dimensionally, right? Uh, and I've I've rambled a lot, so I'm gonna go ahead and stop now. And if I'm rambling off on the wrong tangent of today tonight's uh, topic, I'm gonna let you guys wrangle me in. Hey man, as long as you're not roping in more groups that we have to like watch out for, and we get canceled a seventh time, I think you're good. You're just like inviting me to say, oh, yeah, no. <sighs> that's all we're going to move on here. <laughs> it's just all kind of frustrating to think about when you, when you really get down to it. But Casey, I want to challenge you. And, and like, you know, we're going to have some time at the end of the, of the episode to kind of talk about our, our thoughts about what we've heard. But I, I want to challenge you because really think about how much of our lives comes down to perception, like time at the, like we just like boil it down to a very, very simple uh, like phrase. Time is a construct we've we've put in our minds. Like time does not actually exist the way that we. Oh yeah, who, so who that, come up with seconds? I mean, that's that's you know. I think that somebody I was telling Cheyenne this the other day that like somebody came up with seconds because like they just didn't have anything better to do. Like there was just nothing to do, and so they were just sitting around one day, and somebody was like, "Well, how long have we not done anything?" And they're like, "Well, I don't fucking know." And they're like, well, "Let's come up with a way to track how long we haven't done anything." And then eventually, like, because what are these arbitrary numbers, 60 seconds, what a, what a ridiculous, why can't it be 52? Uh, it's, it's just, it's like 24 hours, 365 days. Where are they pulling these things from? Yeah, it's totally an illusion. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, see, and, and that's, I actually agree with you. I think that there's, if it, it was a human construct that we came up with to make ourselves feel comfortable or to do something. Now we use it, you know, to like come up with an excuse for being late to work, saying like time doesn't exist, time is a flat circle, whatever. But I guess the point of, of all of this is saying like um, time is not what we perceive it to be. And thus it makes it possible that things like everything happening all at once is actually what's happening. It, it, that's what 
they're essentially roping in things like the Mandela effect, things like uh, when you have uh, uh, deja vu or when you, um, there's like instances where people have the same dreams, you know, and um, there's like all this crazy stuff that like isn't really explainable and might not have anything to do with this. But a lot of what this uh, theoretical physics is saying is essentially like it, it becomes possible because time is not what we think it is. Um, Are those pronounced as cosmic epochs? Yeah. So, so, uh, cos- cosmic epochs, I think is what they're called. I don't know. I think it's <laughs> we're like fucking up all sorts of science today. Epoches. I feel like if I feel like it would be epochs because if it was epochs, they would add the e the e after the h. Oh, Casey, I felt like you of all people would have would have recognized that joke. I don't think I do. You you were stuck in the house with that idiot that kept telling us the fucking rules of of risk. I wouldn't pay attention to that fool. And he kept reading. He was like, "Oh, it's it's endless epochs," but it was he kept pronouncing it endless epochs. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay attention to a word that guy was saying. I was waiting on him to shut the fuck up. So okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go further, Michael, you have the you have the power to play the audio for something that uh, I think is is absolutely relevant to what we were just talking about. Please uh, open your uh, your 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 Slack room there. I'm sorry. What am I playing? Great place to reference Slaughterhouse. Uh, Billy Pilgrim. uh, Billy Pilgrim came unstuck in time. The way things happen. But no, uh, Michael. I like Cat's Cradle, uh, too. uh, Cat's Cradle's amazing. Yeah, Cat's Cradle's great. Uh, But no, if you'll you'll open your Slack, there we go. Listen to this. Uh, I feel like this, this goes with what we were just saying very well. And it explains it better than I could. So hit it. We've really struggled to understand the fourth dimension. Okay, so this apple, this apple is a very special apple because it is sentient. We have granted it the awareness of its own existence. We have granted it memory. However, it can only perceive in two-dimensional space. Okay, so how does it see itself? And some people would say like a picture or a photograph or a reflection in a mirror. Those are two-dimensional representations of three-dimensional space. This object doesn't understand the third dimension, so representing the third dimension won't mean anything to it. It can only perceive in two dimensions at a time, so it must perceive itself in two-dimensional slices of itself. Okay, so those slices, as it explores its own existence and moves across itself, it will actually be to its own purpose that slice so in the beginning it is just a bit of skin it doesn't see itself that bit of skin as being part of a larger whole it sees itself as being a bit of skin and that is what it is and then as it explores itself it sees itself as growing and changing and then coming down we of course know no it's just a piece of you it's not the whole it doesn't see it that way okay so in the beginning i am a bit of skin i am a bit of skin and fruit i am a bit of skin i'm mostly fruit and a little bit of skin i am almost all fruit and then suddenly i have seeds i'm sentimental i imagine the part when the apple has seeds it would think that's a magical part of its existence uh and then it, as it nears the here. end though it starts to get afraid because 
it, it, it will stop to ex stop existing. The way it travels across the third dimension, exploring itself, it has no concept of anything beyond, and it will just cease to exist. Uh, we in, who can see the third dimension go, no, you're there. You're there in the third dimension. You, you exist. You're not just slices, but it doesn't know that. It can't know that. So we, we are in four-dimensional space, space and time, and we can only perceive three dimensions. So how do we see that fourth dimension? Uh, we see it in three-dimensional slices, okay? And each slice we call the present. And those slices stack up in our memory and they become a construct we call time. And we, we conceive of ways where it might extend past our own existence because we don't want the universe to exist without us in it. But we, all of us has always been in all of the universe. Yeah, no, that, that to me, yeah, when Casey was saying, I don't understand how you can always exist or whatever, that's, that's, that's how you can look at it. I don't know. To me, that's the end all. Like, it, it, we just don't understand past it. I hate that. I was so entranced by LSD Santa Claus that I, I had to, like, continue to refocus on what he was saying because I just kept thinking, like, hey, this is like Santa Claus, except he's, like, on LSD and he's telling us about science. Oh. Yeah, so you know what? That's actually a good segue to the very last couple of tweets here that we have from Nick. He says, if you think fourth dimensionally or beyond linear time, we could say that the universe has already ended. The moment it began, the end was set in stone. Perhaps the universe is in a constant cycle of expanding and contracting, the big bang and the big crunch happening over and over, and our souls are just taking a ride in the cosmic Ferris wheel. Thanks for reading. <laughs> yeah, I liked all the thanks for reading. Anyways, I liked all of his little like segues. Yeah, it was always like, okay, yeah, no, like I'm I'm throwing some gravity at you, but uh <laughs> I what I want to get is not just the believability, but also I would like to get everybody's like if you don't have a concrete hypothesis, I would like to get like just just what your brain is formulating on at at, at this particular moment, right? Yeah, so, like how much of this do you think is yeah. real and like if you don't think it's real, what do you think actually is what's happening? Right. So, so, so Casey, I want to start with you. I, I'd like to know with regard to the Mandela effect, with regard to being put into other dimensions, other, other parallel realities, what, like, what, like, what is your belief? What's your takeaway? What do you think we are living in today? Oh, uh, well, you know, honestly, I think it's probably best just not to worry about it. <laughs> Uh, it seems like uh, it's going to happen either way. Seems like a cop-out case. Yeah, like, what well, do you I mean, I, I, like, I believe half of it. I'll say there's some of it that's like, yeah, that makes some sense. Uh, you know, and there's there's other bits of it that, you know, like going through a black hole where I'm just like, ah, that's, 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 that seems like, uh, like an odd thing to have happened. Right. But ultimately, so like, I don't know. I mean, I just it, it it's, uh, it's certainly not going to change the way I think about things going forward. Um, do you think that any of this is happening, Casey? Like, is it like, do you have, I guess, do you believe in any form of like alternate realities going on or that? We're oh, sure. Yeah, that's I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Like, I, yeah, it, it's uh, it's like they say on that episode of, of Rick and Morty, like in, you know, space. Literally, everything is out there. So I mean, and and, and the the bigness of everything. Oh, there's that's totally a possibility. I I believe that just about anything could be a possibility. 
do you believe that there are alternate Casey's out there living alternate lives? Yeah, sure. There could absolutely be case man's out there somewhere. (laughs) There's a Casey that tells everybody his actual last name. Wow. There's a Casey out there who's trying to convince us that all this is real. Look, it could all be real for, for all I know, but uh, I'm just not going to worry about it. That's not the And I really don't think people should worry about it. What I, what should people worry about? Wait, hold up a second. I don't worry about it. I think it's cool as fuck. But at the same time, in, in the opinion of, of, of Caseman uh, Bernstein, uh, what uh what what should people be worrying about what warrants concern uh okay well uh let's let's be a little bit more specific i need more specificity than that you want something that i think warrants more concern than this i would like to know what warrants concern yes if if this doesn't i would like to know what does oh man we're running out of tigers i can tell you that much Okay, there's, so there's an alternate uh, reality with a ton of tigers. It just seems there. like it's it seems like we've just got so many other things here on earth. It's like uh right, it's it's so, just like uh, what what are you working on this for? Like these all these these 23 or however many scientists there were that were working on this thing. What else could they have been doing? Damn, dude. Now we're gonna get canceled by science. I feel like we should have like a playoff. Button. Shut the fuck up, Casey. Look, I don't want to um, show the work or anything, but like you know, I uh, <laughs> there's just there's just a whole lot of other problems here on Earth, and you get these these guys looking through these big as hell telescopes off in space trying to, and I you know like it, it, it if you get that, it, I don't know maybe they'll find something one day that'd be awesome and that'd be cool and I guess like assign people with twenty three. You got 23 people working on this. You don't need 23. There's three of us talking about it right now, and we're doing a fine job explaining it. You don't need 23. Talking. And we don't know dick about this, and we're doing a fine job. You can get three people that know what they're talking about. Put the other 20 on, you know, making sure that there's enough uh, rice for everybody. But, but Maybe put 10 on what, that, five what? on cancer, and then the other five. I don't know, just kind of divvy them up where they're needed, like a, like a utility player in baseball. I have not heard a single person delegated towards Tigers, bro, and you, you kind of got me fucked on that one. Um, maybe maybe, with that being maybe said, he was leaving space for like an alternate reality mm-hmm. where all 23 are working on Tigers. No, I was going to say, I was waiting for the guy who was going to like re- like replenish our Tiger. I say do two on tigers to add two to the two? tiger fight. Just two, two, two for tigers. You got 20, you got 23 people. You're going to put two on tigers. All right. That's fine. Casey. Well, like there's, uh, a, no, there's no, 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 no. I want you to, I want you to sleep on this one. I'm not you done reassigning science. Okay. Week, We've only, this is only the second episode. This is only the second episode. We have so many other obsolete scientists that I could reassign in the coming. We got a lot of other people who need to talk other than, other than you. So, Marine biology, uh, that's a worthy, you know, the ocean, <laughs> it's right there. I, you know, four hours and I'm at the ocean. You live in Georgia, you're landlocked. Shut up. Four hours? No, we, we touched the, we touched the ocean. We got, should, we got like a corner. We got a corner. We got a good, like 162 miles of coastline, I think, maybe more. So Rob, what do you think this is all about? Like, is there any truth here? What do you believe about all this? Like, what about this do you believe in? And what, okay. what do you think about this whole concept of alternate realities, Mandela effect, all that? All right. So 
With regard to the Mandela effect, I'm going to go ahead and say, I feel like there's a good bit of this that, that gets attributed. I feel like there's a good bit that, that is due to, uh, there's, there's a good bit of this due to grammatical teachings, right? For example, uh, Fruit of the Loom, actually not Fruit of the Loom, sorry, Fruit Loops uh, is, is a big one, right? People don't remember that Fruit Loops was actually spelled F-R-U-I-T. Uh, they think it's F-R-O-O-T, or actually it may be the other way around. But either way, uh, grammatically, we're hung up on the concept of making it correct. Uh, uh, for example, another one is sex and the city, right? A lot of people don't re like remember that sex and the city is the name of the show. We think it's sex in the city because generally speaking in like the, the English vernacular, like if it's and we put in, it's like Captain Crunch, you know, they, they just do that. Well, that was the name of the article she wrote in the show, Carrie Bradshaw. Sex and the city. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, yeah, that was the name of the article she wrote. So, but that's also the name of the show. But the thing yeah. is, is that the thing is, and I, I will also go ahead and say for like 90s kids, like Sex and the City was not, was not a show that was, was marketed to our, demographic the thing is though is our, our parents grew up seeing it and if they were going to say like if we were going to be like oh what are you watching right they'd be sex in the city we would we would hear that as sex in the city right because we're we're young we're learning our phonetics sex in the city sounds right right but the thing is is it's sex and the city right we don't we don't we don't uh we, we don't go along you know we, we like we didn't track that um, so I would say that a good portion of Mandela effects are just silly, silly things that our brains just automatically do. Uh, I think that we're, we're all aware that there are things our brains do to shorten the amount of time we have to spend thinking on things. There, there are things that our brains do automatically to provide shorthand so that we don't have to piss away time thinking you know this is this right with that said there are other mandela effect things like uh i would say the the instance of uh what's her face uh what's the the fairy from uh from from uh peter pan uh tinkerbell there's there there are a number of things where people remember seeing Tinkerbell fly over the Disney like kingdom Disney castle, uh, and then shine a thing on it right, and it wasn't realized until maybe a year ago that quite literally the only time that ever showed up was in like Disney straight to VHS movies, not even straight to DVD, straight to VHS. Um, that people, yeah, people had no idea right. So I think that, that that goes a long way towards saying like, okay, like our parents were buying us cheap VHSs and uh, we, were, we were basing our opinion off of what we watched most of the time. I will say that the, the, the biggest proponent, the biggest plus side to the concept of alternate reality would be the Statue of Liberty not being on Liberty Island. Like the concept that like we have multiples, right? There's Ellis Island, there's Liberty Island. I thought it was on Staten Island until I saw that stupid shit with Pete Davidson. Like, I, I, like, I had no idea. But we've been taught that our entire fucking lives. 
So I, I think that there's a mixture between misperceived reality and uh, like true alternate reality, right? Like I, I think that the, the stuff with Liberty Island was true, a true shift. I think that there were times that we just collectively were leaning back on our grammar. We were taught that this meant this. For example, another another big one is the concept that people believed that there was a hyphen between Kit Kat. There's not. But candy bars don't need to give a shit about your your English. It's it's candy. Bar. So that that's that's my that's my fall. Uh, and uh, with that, I'm gonna leave it open for Michael to bring us on in. Yeah, I'm with you, Rob. I I I feel very similarly. I, that that quote I read earlier. History is a set of lies that people have agreed upon. I think it really kind of summarizes it well. Um, but I, I, so to take a step back, I think uh, I, I feel about, I feel uh, a little conflicted about this whole topic in general. We've made fun of it a lot. Um, and I don't know that, that the, the narrative that we have with, uh, uh, with Nick Kenton's tweets are exactly the way that I would, I would go about explaining this myself. But first, I, Similar to you, Rob, I think that it speaks volumes about how forgetful we are as a society. Um, I think it made me think about that illustration, that famous illustration of like uh, the uh, the rabbit duck illustration, where um, depending on w- when you're looking at this illustration, you'll either see the rabbit or, or or a duck. You guys know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. And that just kind of again is an example of perception. So I don't think that there's like a supernatural like you know, crazy weird thing going on here. I think it could be a very mundane aspect of our life that's at least partially attributed that can we can at least partially attribute to a majority of, of Mandela effects. However, um, so I think a majority of it is just perception. We're we're, we're bad at mem- remembering things. We see things certain ways. But I do think that there's a lot to the idea that time doesn't work the way that we think it does. We it is a human construct that we see time as a linear thing. So we're sitting somewhere as old people right at this moment at the same time that we're sitting here as younger guys like recording this podcast because this is just how, uh, you know, the way that physicists describe how this works, that's essentially what's going on. So there, there is some degree of parallel realities going on, but I don't think that we've quite grasped its effects on us or what they, what they actually mean. So, I, you know, I think like there's so much here to, to be open to and to just continue to explore. Um, there, I've been reading this Jack Parsons book. Um, I think it's called Strange Angel, and they they spend all this time talking about like early history in the 1920s and how he he was really famous for like uh, or he at the time he was like working on all these like uh, uh, early rocketeering like building rockets and how um, at the time like people thought that it was such a like. Uh, it was such a, like a, a weird outlandish thing. Like, Oh, people are working on rockets. Like that's like not, that's so far from reality. They were talking about it. Like the way that Casey, that you were talking about uh, this whole concept earlier. So not to say that that makes it j- just because we're talking about it and ridiculing it doesn't mean that it, that uh, it's suddenly true, but at the same time, there's a middle ground, right? We shouldn't be quick to dismiss it. Um, th- there's this quote that I think I was thinking about that really summarizes this well for me. Uh, it's a quote from Sir James George Fraser that says, it is therefore a truism, almost a tautology, 
to say that all magic is necessarily false and barren. For were it ever to become true and fruitful, it would no longer be magic, but science. So in other words, he's saying like, we only think it's like wooey-woo, crazy, weird, outlandish, because we haven't really nailed down what's actually happening. But there's still I'm truth still trying to. I'm trying to nail down what wooey-woo means. Yeah, you're gonna have to look it up. So yeah, that was my thoughts about what what I think there, I guess, is behind all this is there is some truth here. Most of it is likely just humans are bad at remembering things, but there definitely is some some uh, amount of time isn't what we think it is. Therefore, all this stuff is happening uh, in different ways and things are clashing. Um, I think it would explain a lot of different effects that we we feel throughout life, things like uh, deja vu, as I mentioned earlier, I, I really believe that there's some amount of, uh, of I guess, like e- even dreams, right? We don't really understand why, why dreams happen a certain way. And uh, there's a, I won't spoil it, but there's a recent movie that kind of goes on that theme of like, oh, dreams are alternate realities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, that's exactly, that's a kind of another example of it. So anyway, oh, that's kind of what I feel. You can't I, spoil Inception at this point. I was talking about a different movie, but yeah, let's go with Inception. Oh, thank God. Uh, so I, all I've found on the internet is woo-woo, right? And it says unconven- uh, unconventional beliefs regarded as having little or no scientific basis. Yeah, woo-wee-woo. That, that's just woo-woo. There's no woo-ee. There's just woo-woo. Uh, potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. I, I, I just assumed woo-woo was something fat rat next. La parrilla, parrilla. La fogata. La, La Fogata. La Fogata. <laughs> and now we can wrap it up. Uh, I know Michael <laughs> was trying to find the wrap-up moment, and now I think we can. Um, yeah, so I honestly got thought we had entered another reality where we were doing an entirely different episode, and I know I only had one drink, so I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? I think it's a good conclusion to our episode, right? We, we got canceled by, like, at least three theater- different... Three different, very, very, very sensitive groups. I counted at least eight or nine groups that we targeted. We talked about scientists. We, no, actually, I'm not going to even list them because we scientists. Don't... Well, actually, real quick, oh, before, just can't so be you know, that fucking sensitive. I did not criticize the scientists; just um, their life's work. We got fucked up by the group that wasn't going to cancel us. Now so, we're, we're done everywhere. Yeah, where's Iceland? Let's just move there. <laughs> This has been the Supernaturally Bad Podcast. You've been listening to Michael Melgar, Rob Finley, and Casey Bernstein. And uh, Bernstein. Uh, have yourself a wonderful night. Uh, and if you don't have a wonderful night, at least have wonderful dreams. God damn, do nightmares suck. Please don't cancel us. Educate us. Send us an email, this here podcast at gmail.com. Keep listening. And For the love of God. Please educate Michael and Casey. They just don't, don't get it. We're just we're just ignorant. Don't hate us. This has been the Supernaturally Bad Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us about a topic we should cover, or just reach out to chat, send us an email at thishearpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Pendejos. Pendejos. No. No, wait. Pendejos.